Welcome to episode 83 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Off-Topic Podcast. I'm... I, I, can't, I can't do the skeletal voice any longer, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm Peter Treisenberg, I have Fury on the board. Mike, this is why you should never let me host things. Um, uh, joining me today for the second part of our Darksiders discussion is Marcos Gaspar. Hey there, Wild Armor on the boards. And Keegan Lee. Hey guys, Fozzy Bear on the boards. Alright, so we're, we're, we're back and we're here to continue the adventure of War, a rider of the apocalypse, and the most heavy metal man to ever wander the face of the earth. Um, yeah, this, this, this game takes a turn, I, I, I think is the best way to say it. Um, we've, I think we've all got our fair share of, uh, of gripes to, to go over. Um, I guess just to, just to start off, from where we left off, uh, the Ashlands. Uh, yeah, how, did we have fun with the sandworms? Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> I mean, I talked to you personally about it, Peter, but man, those worms were... I added, I want to say, probably about an hour worth of gameplay just because of that part of avoiding the worms. Like yeah, I I I I, uh, I was yeah. I, those the sandworms are uh, when, when the third for the third area of the game it sends you to the obligatory. It's like the, the the obligatory desert level, and and but you can only stay on the sand for a certain amount of time before one of the worms from Dune pops up and swallows you whole. <laughs> and, and and it's it gets it, it and it gets annoying. Which this which brings up something I we did want to introduce about Darksiders. Um. That I think we're going to see coming up time and time again in this discussion, uh, which is one-off gameplay gimmicks, because um, this is the point of the game, especially where they start introducing concepts that, with very few exceptions, don't really ever come back. Um, so, for instance, in the desert area, in order to get past these sandworms, you need to hit these little—they're uh, called chronospheres—these like time stones to slow down time temporarily. So you can get across the sand fast enough before one of them eats your face, um, and they do use that in some of the later dungeons. But it's just one of—it's one of those things where it's like you have a thing that only comes up in later areas. It's—it's it's rather frustrating. And then they go and put you in a room with one of them. Oh, yeah, that—that that was the worst. You mean the one where you had to like uh, play chicken with it, where like yeah, you, yeah. I—I I don't know why they did that. I mean, like I—I I was actually like being traumatized because I couldn't make it to the end. That last stretch <laughs> was like, why are you doing this to me? This is not fun. This is not gameplay. It, it got me like an inch from safe from the safe ground. Well, my guess, like, yeah. Oh. Like, you should, it shouldn't even be able to like fit through this, through the door. It got me through the door. I was mad. <laughs> what about you, Keegan? How was your experience with sandworms? Oh, man. I, I was playing that part right next to one of my best friends, and I wish she could tell you guys the escalating anger I felt as each time I was slowly dragged down by dune worms. And like you guys said before, it seemed to really always get me right when I was an inch away from the end. Like Every time I thought I was there, then the cutscene starts, and bye-bye, war. Like, yeah. And you're it, telling it, like, it cheats. Like, I, so I feel bad. like... You need, like, you need to have, you, you need, it needs to be a certain distance away before you can start to make the dash for the next safe platform. 
but it seems like that distance isn't consistent. Because, like, sometimes it would be as far away as I thought it could be, and then it would still eat me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that is a frustrating part of the game. But it turns out the secret was all you really need to get was a horse and a gun. <laughs> and then you're good. Once you're on the horse, it can't eat you anymore. Yeah, I'm... I'm a guy, I'm an apocalyptic warrior. You're telling me I can't slice my way out of a sandworm? Like that's exactly what you do <laughs> at the end of the boss fight. <laughs> so you do it to the big ones, but not the little ones, you know. The little ones are special special insta kill traps because <laughs> the game developer said so. Oh gosh, yeah, that was that was like you know it's really sad because I really enjoy desert levels like. For me, if you put a desert in a video game, I absolutely love it because uh, those are my favorite types of uh, terrain. Just like uh-huh. like hot blazing deserts with sand and blue skies, and I was like, "All right, you got me on there." But then you throw in the, that uh, that that boss. Uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, the the Stygian. The Stygian. That that I didn't. I was I was not impressed with it. Like, it was a cool concept. Like, all right, cool. I have to jump on my horse and ride around. But you know what I got? Straight up, the boss versus fight from Shadow of the Colossus. It's the (laughs) same fight. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It was like a poor man's version of that because, like, you gave me a larger arena. You gave me a horse that's faster than the one that uh, the main character from uh, Shadow of the Colossus uses. And I somehow still wasn't impressed with that. I was like, wow, I am just hitting the uh, charge or the speed button. Like a lot of times, and I don't know. There was I. I didn't have much of a satisfaction with fighting it. I, cool death. I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. you that. He freaking destroyed it. <laughs> oh yeah, how you just come bursting out of it and like with with the heart. Is <laughs> <laughs> giant metal fist. Um, uh, backing but backing up a bit though, we 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 have a horse. The horseman of the apocalypse has a horse. You guys, and it only takes you the halfway point of the game. <laughs> And then you use it for one boss fight and for one, uh, one to get to one new area, and then you don't really ever have to use it again. Yeah. It seemed like it was going to be a really important gimmick. And I was kind of mm-hmm. really excited about it because I'm like, oh, cool, you know, horseback riding, all this cool stuff in combat you can do. But it just didn't seem like it reached its full potential, which I kind of feel is a running thing with the second half of Darksiders, unfortunately. Yeah. Feels obligatory. Like, well, we have to have horseback riding in here because, well, it's a Zelda clone, so you have to have your you have to have a Pona, but also it's a horseman of the apocalypse, so of course he has to have a horse. Mm-hmm. But it's like they didn't know when to put it in, so they just decide they they smack you in the middle of one, another one of those annoying third person shooter sections. You fight your way to a gladiator arena, fight tons of waves of enemies. Then you finally get your horse back, and then you really only need to use it for that area. Like it's only really in the Ashlands that you're ever going to need to use Ruin. Um, I guess yeah. you kind of, I guess you kind of need him for the final boss, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but everything else though, where you would expect it in those open world parts, just feels a little too cramped. Like it feels perfect for when you're just war and walking around, but mm-hmm. aside from the actual Ashlands itself, it's just kind of unnecessary to bring Ruin out. Yeah, there's really not really an area of the game that lends itself to like, oh, I really should use a horse to get around faster, or this is a wide open space that would be fun to traverse on horseback, because it's all these like 
these tightly packed, like you said, these tightly packed corridors with um little nooks and crannies for collectibles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is fine, but the two don't really mesh together. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the only issue I had though was like introducing Ruin. Like it's kind, Ruin kind of just like works in the Ashlands. Like beyond that, like I'm not really impressed. And then it having the ability to like create these bridges. I forget what they're called to uh, move on to another area. And it was like, how many times did you do that? Just once or twice? I think it was just, sure just once. once. Yeah, to get to the uh, fourth area. And it was like, oh, this is cool. I hope I get to use this again. No. Nope. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that's, that's also the point where, so the, and that's, so after that, there's the, the fourth, on your way to the fourth dungeon, it's all, it's kind of an, it's kind of almost an immediate jump. You bring the third heart back to Samael. He sends you, sends you off to get the fourth heart. And then after you cross the bridge with Ruin, the, it's just this really long featureless, winding corridor for you to ride the horse on, then you get kidnapped by the giant spider and you're in the fourth dungeon. It's like there's just it's like there's just nothing there. Yeah. Like I don't think there are even any collectibles in that corridor itself. No. Well, I mean I tried looking. Be barren. It it felt like such a little rushed moment too, you know, no exploration of coming up into the fourth dungeon. It's just mm. Ah oh, man, yeah. it was like crunch time. We gotta go now. Yep, yeah, like all the other, all the other dungeons at the very like had like character. They they had new characters you'd meet. They had um plot plot points building up to them. You had little mini dun- mini puzzles and um optional stuff to find on your way there. But your way to the um the iron canopy is just straight up. It, it's a, it's a straight shot. And to be fair, I think the Iron Canopy is still. A, I think it's a good dungeon overall. I really like. Um, you get this game's version of the hook shot, which is literally just like a ghost chain that you can um, either switch. You can either use like the traditional hook shot, or you can use it to swing from, which is awesome. Um, and that lends itself, I think, to some really creative puzzles. Mm-hmm. But but there's it just the connective tissue is just missing, which is unfortunate. Um, I do appreciate that with that um that that hook shop item. I the corrupted walls or the uh I don't want to call them vines, but like the just that veiny wall that you can actually uh, shoot up to it. It'll like like yeah. the hook shot. And mm-hmm. I was like, I appreciate that because that that's a great feeling to do that. And then like being able to jump on there, and then I I also and like Vigil Games is like hits this on the head. Thank you for making climbing those so much fun. Because I can just jump on it, boom, uh, and just speed through it. Not like have to uh, mm-hmm. painstakingly like go up very slowly, um, like from like the Legend of Zelda. Like and that, that's why I was like, oh, you, you hit this perfect. I like speed. Oh, I was like, I wish you just brought that speed to him uh, to war walking, uh, than making him like a, a garbage truck, uh, just slamming his feet <laughs> as he goes. Like I don't mm-hmm. care. Give him a dash attack since you're doing all this stuff. And have or charge spin, let, let him spin around like Sonic. I, I don't care at this point. <laughs> Running around at the speed of sound. <laughs> I just have the image of War getting hit and just a bunch of rings falling out of him. <laughs> I hate that hedgehog. But <laughs> I agree, um, Marcos. That's one thing I really like is the lack of like a stamina wheel or bar. Mm-hmm. For those certain events, it does make it go a lot faster. You know, you can just jump up walls really quick. 
You can swim very fast. You know, you don't have your air meter or anything like that either during the water events. But they really could have put that into his walking, too, you know? At least a run button. Yeah, a dash would have been really nice. Like, just something, a way to, I don't know, maybe you hold circle, hold circle to run. I don't know. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't have a solution for this idea. Maybe the, that's what, maybe that's the the intended use of the horse. That's your quick travel. No, but unfortunately, like like uh, Keegan was saying, it was like certain places were just felt very cramped. And like, yeah, when I when I pull him out, he's like, "All right, all right, here's a short pit." I'm like, "All right, I'm done. That's great." <laughs> Sorry, Ruin. We tried. There's a trophy <laughs> for riding him for like 500 miles. Or that, something like that. That is unfortunate. <laughs> like you'd have to try really hard to get that trophy. I mean, you just flip the controller upside down and go make a sandwich. <laughs> I pr- I think I think I even like I clicked like a thing and it was like yeah put a rubber band in your controller and go have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like one area once you clear out the bad guys in the Ashlands like those two riders who are there. Yeah, like mm. that that empty space is just a waste of space. Uh, it just like rubber band your controllers and just go make a sandwich or you know use the facilities take a number two um go on your <laughs> go play your switch or something or just you know <laughs> play persona go, five go play time. go play zelda on your zelda machine <laughs> while you're waiting for your not zelda game to give you an achievement <laughs> <laughs> if you're desperate for that platinum <laughs> i love it um uh <clears throat> Uh, well, so by that, but by that point, the, the, this is this is, and this is a point where I want to I, I want to I want to reiterate because I think we we are coming very neg- negative on some parts of the later half of this game. I really like this game. It, I it has a lot of good things in it that I enjoy. It is also missing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and and it also feels like. Um, for me too, the story kind of starts going nowhere fast by this point. Um, uh, so you get the la- you kill the giant spider queen lady, you get the last heart, and up till now they've been every pretty much every character you've met has been like, oh that's Samael, he's bad news war, he's totally gonna double cross you. You, you. you give him the heart, he's gonna get his power back, and it's even treated as some kind of semi plot twist, I guess that. Uh, the reason that the Chosen have the hearts in the first place is because they're they're actually keeping Samael imprisoned. And then you give him the hearts, and Samael kind of throws a little pissy temper tantrum and then does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, okay, bye. We're cool. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, I'm going to leave the game now. <laughs> I could kill you without breaking a sweat. Just pat your back. Good thing I won't. Flies away. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only reason why, like, like, and I understand the reason why he does that, like, he has a mutual, uh, like, a respect for him, because, or rather, a respect for vengeance, but I was like, but please, just betray him. Make this interesting. Give me mm-hmm. drama. I, yeah, I, I want a reason to fight him. Fight, at least. Yes, g- give me a boss fight. I'll be fine with that. But you, uh, but you get to fight him in the second game, correct? You, you do, but it's, you're, but it's weird. <laughs> it, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess I get the boss fight. You you get the boss fight um as as death in a different game. But I do feel like there was a missed opportunity though cuz they also build up the um kind of rivalry hatred between the destroyer and Samael 
And I just feel like mm-hmm. the end game would have been a perfect time for him to make an appearance and do something, whether it be to aid war or hinder him in some way. It just yeah, it feels like, like there could have been more with his um, character arc. I feel like Samael could have been a cool surprise final boss thing. Like you kill oh, yeah. Ab- you kill Abaddon. Uh, 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 getting ahead of ourselves, but the the angel guy who died at the beginning of the game uh, is actually Satan, guys. Um, uh, then uh, you kill Abaddon, he and he loses the Destroyer's mantle. What if Samael showed up last minute and was like, "Okay, this is mine now." Mm-hmm, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have at least put a bow on the end. Um, but. They were probably thinking they were going to be able to make uh, that sequel <laughs> that they never made. <laughs> Talk about a cliffhanger that lasts. Ah. <laughs> uh, the eternal cliffhanger. They're the worst kind. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like watching an episode of Digimon. It just ends on a cliffhanger in every episode. And even one episode, they literally hanging from a cliff. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm just having flashbacks to the summer where I watched like all of Digimon Tamers for no reason. <laughs> I didn't jump that far. I only went season two, and I was like, I, uh, I'm done. I'll, I'll come back like when I'm married with children. <laughs> Get him into it. Tamer, Tamers is good. It's, it's a, it's like surprisingly dark for a kids show. I think it was my personal favorite Digimon series. You know, if we go into Digimon podcast for a second there. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is the off-topic podcast, so we can That's we can right. go we can go on these tangents. Also, I think we're trying to put off uh, uh, what happens after Samael uh, lets you into the tower. I'm sweating right now just from you saying that. So the Black Throne, everybody. Uh, uh show of hands. I, I can't see any of you, but show of hands if you enjoyed this dungeon. That's what I thought. <laughs> cricket noises. <laughs> Mike, 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 we need you just for the cricket noises. Can you edit those in, please? Thank you. <laughs> um, um, uh, it's uh, where where to even begin? Like I know, um, if we go into like Ocarina of Time, I'm sure one of the things people always talk to you guys about is like, oh, the Water Temple. You know, that's horrible. I hate the Water Temple. I would take a picnic and like live in the Water Temple. Before I even touch the Black Throne again, <laughs> the sad thing is, is because this is this is a I reviewed the game before and um, did it for the podcast. I have played the Black Throne more times than the Ocarina of Time Water Temple, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I should preface this by saying that this is also that the Black Throne does contain one of the coolest ideas this game has, as well as a kind of a bla- another blatant rip from another game. They literally give you the portal gun. Straight straight up, it's the portal <laughs> gun. It shoots blue and orange portals that you walk between. And that's the key, the key dungeon item for this. And it's a cool idea for a Zelda dun- for a Zelda type dungeon. Too bad they don't properly teach you how to use it, and almost all the puzzles require it. And... It, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 God, the Black the black Room is too dang long. Oh, God. That's its problem. That's its problem right there. Yeah. 
I felt like the Black Throne should have been treated like a um, like a regular dungeon size with uh, using the portal guns like only a couple of times rather than like the whole dungeon. Um, and that goes back to like the the one off gameplay gimmicks and mm-hmm. like. I, I understand you want to keep elaborating or creating more elaborate puzzles with the use of the portal gun. I, I was like, I really enjoyed those puzzles. They, they really did well, but it got to the point where it was more time consuming than it is me trying to solve the puzzle because, uh, like perfect example. Um, when you're going to like each section of the, um, whatever the tower thing to go get the, uh, I don't know what the the shine sp- uh, not shine sp- I was say shine spark, shine but the, spark. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> no, but whatever that light to uh for whatever, and you have to go through like uh more or less like a that that, that I don't want to say bridge, but like like just that empty uh platforming bit. You have yeah, to use the portal gun the all over that. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a little too much, especially when like did they even explain that you can shoot the portal into the portal? They do not. Okay, <laughs> I and, can attest to it. And I'm I'm yeah. already uh, terrible with ADD, um, uh, or I should just say my game ADD <laughs> uh, more accurately. I didn't even read about the velocity. Like the the longer you charge it, the high, the faster or higher the velocity when you jump into it. That proved a big issue with the first uh or the <laughs> the first to- or whatever towers boss. I didn't know how to uh, how to fight him. Uh, how about you guys? How, how did you go about fighting him? And I'll tell you how I dealt with it. I, I went... Well, sorry, Peter. You go. Oh, I just I did it. Yeah, I went the long, hard route. Okay. For me... Because I didn't understand the whole velocity bit, because I just sped through the text because I'm a terrible human being, I, I kept jumping through the portals so like, I just can't reach high enough. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I thought, alright, maybe I have to... I remember that I could hookshot, like, uh, I think to certain big creatures you can hookshot to. Uh, I was like, maybe I can uh, shoot over to uh, that thing and, like, uh, jump high enough. I was, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try that. And this was after, like, thinking, oh, maybe I can shoot a portal into the floor. And then he hits it with his uh, uh, morning star or whatever. And then maybe if I put a, a part on the other end, he'll, he'll hit the floor, it'll come out and hit him on the head. I was like, well, that's Looney Tune crap. That, that's not going to work out that way. You're overthinking that fight. Yeah, like, I was really overthinking. I'm like, it, it was like, this is about to turn to like some Scooby-Doo garbage. Um, so I thought, all right, I'm just going to try to uh, bring myself to him. And that's what I did. I shot over to him, uh, did a, a, a two-sword uh, air combo, and then I hooked I did another shot, and that raised me high enough where I could hit the action button and attack him. And I was like, "Wow, this is really easy!" Like, I just do this. Like, the boss is uh, done after uh, like three rounds of this. And I'm like, the boss fights took like maybe three minutes at most uh, for each uh, round. I was like, "All right, cool." I, I mean, I don't even need that gun. Wh- why'd you Speed give running. it to me? Speedrunning jukes right there. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's uh, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Like, no, the game the, the game does tell you about the velocity thing where um if you fire you fire up if you hold down the button while you're shooting a portal um it'll for, fl- make you fly higher and further or further depending on the angle which um is very it's critical to a bunch of different a bunch of puzzles in this dungeon where you want to uh, propel yourself across a platform or get yourself to a higher ledge. Yes, um, yes. I do want to know um, that I did uh, 
discovered that when I had to get to the second uh, part because you need to do that velocity thing to get to uh-huh. it. So I did uh, dis- discover it uh, on my own stupidity. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it does, but I don't think, and they never explicitly tell you, I don't think, you can fire a portal into a portal to create another portal. And, uh, just saying that it, it, that, that, it just becomes a headache. And the biggest problem with that is that the video game rule of threes come, comes into play. Cause that, that mini boss Marcos mentioned, you have to fight him three times. And, uh, the arena is set up differently each time, I believe. Like the third, yeah, t- the but, third time it's like on the wall, I think. Yeah. The third time it's on the third time it's the easiest one because you just get, jump out of the wall and float over to him like, do, 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 do. <laughs> And then, and then you have, um, you have to do the same puzzle where you're redirecting the beams of light back to the central chamber to set, to set Azrael free. And he won't shut up. And navigating <laughs> that circling thing in the middle of the room is a huge pain in the butt. And the, the scale puzzle can, I can't say words that I want to say on the podcast right now. Ugh. Yeah, I thought I had the scale puzzle down pat until, the blocks started getting put into limbo and going back and forth. That was a fun time. It's not, yeah, it's not consistent whether or not they'll go through the portals or not. And even even like I, I ended up I ended up looking up a guide for this one, and even the guide was like, "Look, this puzzle doesn't always work." So the best <laughs> thing I could... <laughs> this game sometimes yeah. works. <laughs> so this puzzle doesn't work. So the best so my advice is, the advice it gave was just. Stand on top of the block and hope that it takes you and the block through the portal, so you can jump quickly before the uh, thing descends all the way. Ascends all the way. That was that was the, that was its, its tip. <laughs> oh, jeez! Speed running hacks. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like you're not going to. You're very. It's very unlikely that you're going to be able to get this the way they want you to do it. You basically <laughs> have to tease it out and like hate this. This is so bad. And <laughs> yeah, what's funny is um like. You guys probably had troubles with that. I didn't have trouble with that. I don't know why. I it was one of those dumb luck things where the first uh, the first part where you had to uh, change the uh, floors that ri- that rised and uh, fell. I just nailed on the first shot without any thinking. It and I I guess that luck carried over because I just shot the uh, two cubes in or rather the cubes into the right ones the first time. Jumped up, removed a cube, a cube, elevated, and everything was just honky dory. Ugh. Look at Lucky Marcos here. I, I think it like it was like <laughs> for, like it, it's it was uh for, I guess apologizing for making me go through that baloney in the first uh, boss fight. It's like all right, listen, I'll throw you a uh, a bone. Oh, I like to think that because I was playing easy mode. It was like all right, we'll we'll give you this. This this puzzle is broken. <laughs> just just ride on, <laughs> jump on, and we'll bring you up. Didn't the Silent Hill games actually do that? Silent Hill two would have actually lower puzzle difficulty. Oh really? Did it? I th- I heard that was the case. I never actually played it. It's it's been on the pile of shame for a while. Oh, I've been too scared. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that too. <laughs> but uh, no, that would be uh interesting though. Definitely, if the puzzles change up. Actually, sorry to go a little bit off topic, but one of my personal games I've been playing recently has been a uh, East Origin. Oh yeah. And I've been slowly stacking up the difficulty as I've been playing with new characters. And I've actually mm-hmm. noticed the puzzles have been changing as it gets harder. Like, bridges will fall apart that before were just kind of like floating platforms. Now you only add a second 
to jump off them and keep going. And I thought that was a cool way. Yeah, not only is the combat harder, but you also have to work harder to solve the puzzles. See, that's, so. that, I think that's really uh, that's very uh, cool that they uh, match that difficulty with the puzzles and not like, oh, yeah, these monsters kill you in one shot. Mm. Um, and I, I think yeah, I, I think Resident Evil does that with uh, their... Or at least Resident Evil 4 does that. Like, if you keep dying, they uh, make it a little easier for you. Like, they'll, they won't put so many, like, bad guys in a single, like, in an area. But if you're doing really well, it's like, okay, all right, hot shot, you're good. We're going to fill this room with mad baddies. Because <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video of this. And if, if I'm to believe him or, and everything he says is true, then that's very smartly done. And if, I know video games did not do that for me <laughs> on this second puzzle, but uh, that would have been cool if that was the case. Something, something to consider. Nordic, if by any chance you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in making Darksiders 3, uh, hit us up. We we, 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 we have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> RetroRPGPN.com Yes. <laughs> right there. Josh might check it occasionally. <laughs> Uh, but and the funny thing too is the black the black drone hardest dungeon in the game, easiest mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the boss again? It's the tutorial boss again, but now he has a portal on his back. Oh, that's right. I I completely. <laughs> yeah, because they had to they had to hastily rewrite the story that oh no you're actually totally pissed about the that one demon you fought at the beginning who killed you and you want to get revenge on him. Oh yeah, Straga. Yeah, Straga. I like the name, but like the encounter, I was like, "Oh, don't make him like stupid, goofy." I liked it when he was just more menacing. Like, yeah, I would, when like during the fight, I was like, "Man, who's this goofy character? How did he kill us?" <laughs> don't let him talk to me. Just keep him menacing and mysterious. All you, all you do is like teleport onto his back, hit hit him. He summons mobs that are like trash mobs that aren't going to do anything to you at this point because you, you're. Here, and his attacks are like they don't even do that much damage. Like it's, mm. uh, it's such a it's such a lame boss. Okay, so his hammer attack doesn't do much damage to you on normal difficulty. It's At least survivable. Okay, like, I was getting I mean, whacked like crazy on easy. I mean, it, I think it's telegraphed so much that it's like and his initial hammer attack is telegraphed so much that it doesn't really matter. And hey, for his big swinging frenzy thing, like it either isn't gonna, you're either out of the way or you you can get through it at this mm. point. Yeah, you can just uh, dodge out of it and you you mm. won't get hit by it. It also helps though that um um one of the actually I wanted to mention ask if you guys did did either of you guys find um the Furies embrace a weapon augment in the dungeon. Uh, what's that? Is that the one it's where the, it makes your uh, blade bleed? Uh, no. Uh, it's the it's the one where um it's one of the there are four legendary enhancements that I, I think they're based off of the horsemen themselves because there's another one based on strife. Yeah. But um, uh, Fury's embrace gives you wrath for every um hit you land. Um, and it's a permanent horde seeker. It, it it shows the location of every treasure chest in the entire world map. Oh, oh no, oh, I, been, I didn't find that. That would have been it's, so nice. <laughs> it is really useful. Like it, it'll show, it shows you every everything, and um, and it also makes the in it, it so you you don't even need to find the horde seeker in um the black throne if you find this 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 because it's um it's probably the best weapon augment in the game. I think. 
Um, yeah. The only legendary I had gotten was uh, the Stripes Fury, because that's the one that really increases your uh, ranged weaponry, correct? Yeah, because uh, Stripe uses guns. Apparently. Yeah, and that worked out really well for me, because I liked using the Crossblade and Mercy a lot. Like mm-hmm. It was a good combo for me, but like I said, that was the only legendary one that I had found. Um, so. Yeah, I only I found Wrath, Wrath and Fury. I didn't find any for Death or War. Which one uh, increases your, um, like, was it, like, your chaos uh, drastically? I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's that's the one that I had. Like, it, it raises, uh, like, whatever, whatever, uh, your, your chaos eater, like, weapon, it, like, drastically increases that. Up, so I was I was getting the chaos mode pretty easy, or yeah, whatever yeah. mode they call it. I I forgot mm. this point. I think it's just chaos form. Balrog of Morgoth. Chaos Balrog. Control. <laughs> <laughs> chaos control. <laughs> Actually, can we? You're can not we, even uh, good enough to be my fake. Can we? Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, can we edit in uh, Obama saying chaos control? <laughs> I'll show you who's the faker. <laughs> chaos. You mean the chaos emerald? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, my, we are we are we are retro retro encounter is now meme trash encounter. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Again, retro at rpgfan.com. <laughs> Let us know what you think of this new change in direction. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Anyway, so after you beat after you beat Straga. Um, Angel Dude, uh, Azrael, uh, takes you to the Garden of Eden, out of nowhere, and you fight Dark War, the Dark Link fight, basically. Mm. And you, and you get a little premonition for the rest of, for, uh, for the future of the game, um, which isn't all that long, because by this point you have literally, you have like less than an hour left, so I don't know why they bothered with all the mystery and portents. Um, and, after that, you get to go backtrack. It's the Triforce Hunt, you guys. <laughs> Everyone loved that, right? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, like the one yeah. from Wind Waker, where you uh, try to collect all of it to make the Triforce. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so obvious padding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it is funny because like there were places and uh there was like I say places I lied there was one place in the Ashlands that I went and I'm like man there's something cool here and there's a red crystal and it is blocking my way what do I have to do to get past this and then I realized oh I have to put that uh, that mask that you get uh in the Garden of Eden the what is it the Shadow mask or whatever uh the Shadow of Shadows oh my Shadow <laughs> Shadow Realm mask Yugi boy. <laughs> Before I get banished to the Shadow Realm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's what you need to put there. I was like, oh, well, that's 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 dumb. Mm. Yeah, it was very... Even picking up the pieces of the... Uh, you're collecting a sword throughout this whole thing. Even getting the pieces was very anticlimactic. There was no real puzzle or, like, extra special boss fight, minus one, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. But mm-hmm. everything else is just kind of like you literally go to the spot, pick up the item, and that's it. Now, and to be fair, this is an opportunity to go back to different areas of the game and find uh, those treasure chests you couldn't get earlier. Now you have the hook shot, you have the mask, so you can see things that were in, that were invisible previously, which is bullcrap. But 
and you can, but you, so you, and you can start collecting, um, get more weapon augments, get more, um, life shards and wrath cores. Um, and you can get the rest of the abyssal armor, which mm. is, um, uh, the abyssal armor, like we mentioned before, it's a, there are 10 collectible pieces of armor that you can find, um, some of which are in dungeons, some of which are in the overworld. And, um, uh, once you get all of them, you get uh, kind of a neat little alternate design for War, where he's like he has black armor and his eyes are all like in shadow, and it's super cool looking. And um, it's also the win button because after you get that armor, <laughs> you you'll leech life from everything you hit, and you basically can't die. You have like four times as much armor. So glorious. Yep, and it, uh, even on e- yeah. easy mode, like I, I didn't even want to collect on an easy mode because I felt like that would be just like like immort like immortal mode or just typing in power overwhelming in the StarCraft. Everything. I'm just <laughs> invincible. It is it is worth it is worth the hassle of finding them though, and I think it actually carries over to, to a new game if you want if if you've gotten it the first time. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which should make uh, if you want to play it on the higher difficulty, that should make things a lot easier. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it that and that's kind of neat, but um, really the only thing of significance that happens in the story during that point is uh so you found out by this point that um abaddon who is the leader of the angels um is now the destroyer and he did this whole conspiracy thing to start the apocalypse and frame it on the horsemen and and uh get and basically he wanted to and and he and now he is the destroyer he is satan um and you the female angel who uh, in attending him, Uriel still blames war for all this, so she shows up and challenges you to a duel to the death. Like, liter- like literally a you owe me your life now deal. Yeah, I think it's like a contract, like a life contract, like like the- they can't a- exit until like one of them's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I do feel like it- I feel feel like for that moment to have had any sort of like. Real resonance. They would. They should have just introduced it when you fought her the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah, that would have been great. In, instead of just literally out of nowhere in the last hour, BT Dubs. We're gonna be. We are. We are now blood enemies. <laughs> but uh, Keegan, did you have? Some, did you had something to say about the Uriel fight, right? Yes. Um, it wasn't actually about the fight itself, but it was something that really caught my eye at the end of it. There's um a little cutscene afterwards where Uriel t- or um War tells Uriel about who Abaddon is now and everything that's happened, and it really caught my eye how much of a jump the cinematography of that scene had made from the previous cutscenes. It was almost like something out of a very well designed movie. Like there would be a shot of Uriel's face and it would pan slowly, and by the time it crosses over her wing, you're seeing a whole different scene going on without there being a break before it comes back to other characters. Like, it was a beautiful panning shot that just caught me off guard, because I wish I'd seen more of that in the game. Yeah, it, it, it makes me wonder if, um, it, and well, they did actually, it seems pretty clear that um, they wanted to, to develop this part more. Mm. Um Almost like maybe this was they wanted there to be more story content here, but they had a lot of game already, or they had their main. They spent most of their development resources on that first half of the game. No, it is, but yeah, you're right. It's definitely it's a, it's, an, it's a cool scene, and it's it's a, a bit of a different tone from the 
the other from the other scenes. They also try to go for something a little bit more tragic with um with um Abaddon. Uh, mm-hmm. before the final boss, you know, they literally have him quoting Milton and um uh doing the whole thing with with Uriel where he's like she mistook me for someone else. Like he remembers what he used to be before he became um the before he became uh, another Balrog basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a uni- universal design for flaming demons, apparently. <laughs> uh, even though it's a shame, like, uh, just going back to that cinematography, and, uh, I heard already mentioned this, like, like after that fight, I was like, man, uh, like, oh, sweet, cutscene, and then I accidentally hit the skip button, so I have no context for that, and I was like, man, I hope that wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but it was like, I won't lie, I did go through the Wikipedia uh of the story like uh the day before like wrapping it up. And I was like, man, this Wikipedia is like wrapping this game up really fast in like four sentences. And then when I finally uh pl- played the last part, I was like, wow. Those four sentences were like very accurate. <laughs> yeah, because literally, you collect the Armageddon blade and yeah. then you go to fight the final boss, you get one more cutscene and you're done. Yeah, it was like uh collect seven pieces, uh fight Uriel, uh boom, done. Go fight Abaddon. I was like, man. Oh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find you you murder Mark Hamill. <laughs> and then the credits just roll. <laughs> oh, and speaking speaking of the uh, credits, uh, how how do we feel about the, uh, the endings? Rather, not the credits, the ending. I, they just dangle you off a cliff at that point, and it's painful because it just. You know, the very end of it is Uriel being like, we're going to hunt you, you know. There will be others, too. You can't fight this war alone. And he looks up and he's like, I'm not alone. You see three comets, which we assume are the other riders. And then Black. The end. Yeah, Bye-bye, and, guys. Uh, it's, and, it's, and it's frustrating, too, because um, aside from just the fact that the, the game just rushes headlong into the climax... Um, and that scene is resolved so quickly. It's a cliffhanger we're probably never going to see resolved because Vigil went out of business. And Darksiders 2, the, the sequel they did make, is this weird side story interquel thing that ends on the same cliffhanger. Yeah, it's almost worse being in the future, you know? I can only imagine what it would have been like. Because you played it when it first came out, right, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine how you felt being like, I can't wait for the next few sequels. And when... like. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it, the, the prospect of playing one of these games, but with all four horsemen, is a tantalizing one. Because there's still two horsemen we haven't even met for real yet. We've seen their silhouettes, and we know their fury and strife, but that's it. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if, if Nordic, who owns the rights to, to the Darksiders series now, w- would be interested in making another one, I I mean I'd be I'd be interested I'd be down. They've remastered. They've gone to the trouble of remastering uh, these two. Yeah, so there has to be you know aside from us obviously there has to be some demand for the game out there. They're bringing it to Wii U, <laughs> <laughs> which we all know right now is the leading competitor in the video game scene. Like it's not dying like anytime soon, right? <laughs> no, it's still going strong, man. All right. That's it's not like it's not like they it's not like they literally don't make them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're done. Let's wrap this up. We'll, we'll end it I with mean, uh, like 
the Warmaster Edition Wii U, boom, kill it. Darksiders <laughs> is the last Wii U game. <laughs> think about I'm that. Actually, very, is it officially the last Wii U game? I, I can't think of anything else coming out for it. Ukulele was can, canceled its Switch. It's, it's, it's Wii U version and went to the Switch. Yes, it was switched to the Switch. <laughs> uh, yep, set myself up for that one, didn't I? Ba-dum-bum. Okay. Uh, so, but, yeah, no, go ahead, Keegan. You, you probably have more to say about uh, this, like, it, this game than that. Well, um, the one thing I was looking at uh, before I was taking a deeper look at THQ Nordic, who now has the um, rights to Darksiders and everything, and I was looking through their um, catalog of games and like series that they already own, and Darksiders is probably one of the strongest um, series that they have, so I would genuinely be surprised if there wasn't anything from them. Yeah, I mean... No. I say that, but then I remember, you know, Konami, and I get hurt again, so we never know, but... Konami, we have literally one of the strongest live, like gaming libraries in history. We're going to make pachinko machines and shitty mobile <laughs> it's, it's so counterintuitive, and it makes me so angry. God, so it, much good stuff, but... You don't, you, oh. you don't know true ha- um, Konami hatred until you play Yugi, the Yu-Gi-Oh card game, though. Oh, that's true, I forgot. They have but, they have tried so they have gone to such lengths to screw, to screw this fan or fit this fan base over and I'm like this is like the worst case of Stockholm syndrome in the world. Anyway, that that's neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if they do uh, ever make a, uh, a a third one, or rather, like I, I don't even want to play a third one. Just do Dark si- uh, Dark Side is four and just skip over three. And just make they it skip, like they skip the war. <laughs> just skip one of the uh, riders and goes right into the fourth one, and they include all of them, and then just turn it into like one big like action RPG, or even heck, turn it into a Valkyrie Chronicle game. Do something even crazy, and I'll 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 love it because I really want four of them to be fighting side by side. I I'd be down. Knowing th- 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 I'm, I'm I'm picturing a a fantasy scenario where some game uh, game producer is like. So this one has guns, right? And we end up with Darksiders uh, Call of Juarez or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, man. Darksiders on-rail shooter. That's where it's at. Uh, I threw up a little in my it's mouth like, thinking about It'll this. be like what they did with Until Dawn, you know? Oh, yeah, right, because that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a logical evolution, you know? You have a very serious, intense, adventure, almost visual novel-like game. Let's take it to an insane action-packed Unreal shooter, because that's what the fans want and need. Oh my gosh! Or even better, yeah, make it into a side scroller. Uh, yeah, like a side scroller game, and you just jump on like uh, demons' heads, and they give you coins and mushrooms. <laughs> we're we're keeping to the spirit of the original by ripping off other games. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If that if that's what they were. Like they they continue doing just doing that. I I would like invest in this. I would buy stock into this uh, <laughs> series J- just for like that kind of amusement. But uh, I know that's not what they're doing. But you know, like I'm just like a bitter old man. My avatar is pretty uh accurate to uh how I am sometimes. But I like in in the end, I do I do enjoy uh darks this game. Uh, even though I sound so like against it. Uh, 
as long as uh I get two months to play this, just like little bits and bursts at a time. Uh, yeah, t- I said it, two months because <laughs> I'm pretty slow with games. Uh, like I this would be fine with me, but just like playing it like continuously, I'm like I feel like this game should have been longer so they could elaborate with their uh like the weaponry they give you rather than having like oh this works in this one area uh and then it doesn't really work anywhere else. The only like item that you got later that you know made a difference really to me was uh nothing nothing okay i'm lying nothing made a difference <laughs> I, it was still in the black no for the hook shot yeah the, the hook... yeah i would step in and say the hook shot was probably my favorite end game item yeah i, I wouldn't even call that one end game uh i think what return and use its uh it, it was useful with, I guess, the Chrono Spear in the one of the puzzles in the Black Tower. I was like, all right, that's cool you brought that back, because I completely forgot about that uh, mm-hmm. gimmick thingy. And then I just never saw that again. I was like, I just wanted, like, a, a final boss where you had to use your items. Like, maybe your uh, Abaddon's going really fast in his demon form. Like, you know, that big arena where he's charging at you like a, a bull. Mm-hmm. And you had to slow him down, like, with the Chrono Spear for whatever reason. Ooh, and, and then you would, like, hook shock on, on top of him and then like stab him in the back mm-hmm. again retro rpg fan.com um and <laughs> Say, marcos why are you here go work for thq nordic and that would be like enough reason to use a horseback or like the horseback uh rather ruin uh or like because the way you jump off a of ruin is like don't you do like this large somersault off him like yeah he gets actually, a ups like a basketball player yeah yeah like that'd be great if you could jump on him hook shot to his back attack him and heck, you know what? Throw, throw some. Use that uh, gauntlet. Say uh, there's a diamond on his back, and you smash it, and then it shows exposes its weak point. There you go. There's my ide- the ideas. Like that would have been really cool for a final boss. It would have been fulfilling. But man- Marcos, I think you just created the best Darksiders final boss. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's kind of what I wanted. I know I played on easy mode, but I do feel like they they it could there could have been something more to it. Like rather than feeling like uh you know like. The Twilight Princess Ganon fight where it's like running around the room because that's why I felt like Abaddon was doing just running around and like half the time he kind of was just tripping on his feet when I slashed him once with my uh, sword while I was on the horse. I was yeah, and at least Ganon, at least the Ganondorf fight in Twilight Princess has four phases of um, escalating yeah. difficulty and like story stuff going on. Like yeah, and then we get like uh, the only phase we get with Abaddon is uh, Samurai Abaddon in the second fight, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, did, didn't he have like a huge katana that looked like some from separate? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just can't stop yeah. ripping off. Yes, the <laughs> like, give me a chorus in the background. I don't care anymore. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll take anything I mean, at this point. <laughs> Abaddon looks less like Sephiroth and more like 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 your your like sixth grade forty k army. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, 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 I, mean, I gotta look up what he looks like. Uh, evil. I wasn't Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that. Will, no, I'm just getting. Uh, no, I'm getting something from a TV show. So even then, they don't want to acknowledge Abaddon. <laughs> uh, Darksiders, evil Abaddon. I'm pretty sure it's like something else. Let, let's see what this gets me. E- yeah, yeah. No, it, it won't even let me see it. It's like, no, we don't want to show you this. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows me the regular app. 
<laughs> Joe, and I love I love the art style in this game. Like Joe Madriera's comic book art style is fitting and it's cool. But I think Yahtzee, Yahtzee said it best in an episode of Zero Punctuation. When he, he was talking about war, but I think this applies to Abaddon. It's like someone sat down, started drawing him, and then never stopped. <laughs> that's very true it's like give him an eye patch give him feathers for shoulders give him a big sword put two like two scroll things on the side of his right side it's like what are they i don't know don't explain it they look cool stop keep writing we, sub- we subscribe to the tetsuya namura school of character design where if you can put an extra belt somewhere do it oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like i do appreciate like lulu's uh dress just being nothing but belts <laughs> like in the front, I was like, "Wow, that is very uncomfortable during the hot season." I'm assuming, but I bet it won't fall down. <laughs> oh, hopefully, I mean, you think, think that, but she's she's with Waka, so who knows? Oh my gosh, gosh, I'm uh. Abaddon. Okay, well, now that we're talking about Final Fantasy X's fashion choices, I should I should assume that we're done talking about Dark Siders. Um, oh, do we have any last lingering thoughts? My personal feeling, because like, um, like we had mentioned earlier, you know, we have been talking about some of the negative aspects of the game. I feel like I wouldn't mention it so much if I didn't see the good underneath it and like how much potential there really is for this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like, and of course, it does have some really fun parts and amazing parts, but it feels like there could be so much more. And, in the hopes that, you know, THQ Nordic is silently listening to us, I just feel like we should really talk about, you know, the things that have been not so great. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty much where I'm at, where I'm at, Keegan. It's some, I really, game. I think at one point, I was, go, I was calling it one of my favorite games of the last generation. Um, not sure if I'd go that far anymore, just having <laughs> re-experienced the Black Throne again. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely one of those things where I wish we would see more games like this, and I I hope that they decide to do something with the license. I I really do. It's 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 it, they have they it has potential. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just work on that potential. Uh, again, you have our information. I can give you more Boston designs uh, for you, and you know, run with that. I I I want to see this series prosper. Even though, like, again, I'm very sarcastic with uh, some of my uh, comments, but I, I genuinely did enjoy this game. I just have a weird way of showing it. Well, so where where can THQ Nordic find us? We've mentioned retro at RPGfan.com, where we would gladly take any, um, re- any readers who wish to write us, um, or game developers looking for advice on how to make sequels to their games. Um, uh, but uh, where can we find you, Marcos? Oh, um, you can find me e- either on the the, uh, the website, uh, like as Wild Armor on the boards, so you can message me on there, or on Twitter at uh, Rhythm Row. Mm, and what about you, Keegan? You guys can find me on the forums. Uh, I go by Fozzie Bear there. On Twitter, you can find me at Kaylee Brand. Feel free to stop by, say hi. You know, pretty friendly. Like to play a lot of games. Share, you know, usernames. Hang out. Good stuff. And um, I am at I have Fury on Twitter, as which is the same as my 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 name on the boards. Uh, come follow me if you want um, updates on RPG fan stuff. Um, I occasionally talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm not doing a good job of selling myself, but that's no. not but that's not the point. Keep going. Um, the <laughs> the the point the point is that there's more retro encounter on the way. Um, the next month we're going to be doing Dragon Quest Five. Um, oh. a, a amazing RPG, one of one of one of the best, very near and dear to the hearts of many members of the RPG fan staff. Um. Uh, just remember, if if you liked this episode, you want to listen to more, subscribe. You know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, give us a rating. Uh, we do really appreciate the feedback we get from our listeners. Helps us make the show better. Um, just kind of gives us the drive, the motivation to keep going um, through dungeons like the Black Throne. Um, but with that being said, uh, for myself, for Keegan, for Marcos, this has been Retro in. Yeah!